0: calling him daddy i'll be his baby girl he's stuffing these cheeks i'm his nutty little squirrel for bedpost and rope now now i'm a little tied up baby hand me that mask tonight i'm your pub ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of is that my king what is it though is it I think so.
1: (laughs) I tried so hard not to laugh during that one. I know. know. That's one of the the best ones so far.
0: Thank you. That was a good one. Thank you.
1: So what are we talking about today, Chris? This is yours. uh...
0: Yeah. We talk about gay stuff. And I brought a sis with me. I bet Not like a cisgender, but like my sis. My friend. My other other queer pal. Hello. Everyone, this is Ty Ty. Hi, I'm Ty. Nice to meet everybody. (laughs) This is my
1: sister in gay arms. Cc meeting him. Cc. Cc. <laughs> Is
2: Cici? that Sierra. your name now? Cc. And as as the alias goes, we'll be talking about people that we know, He said Cc's
1: because they serve pizza. and He's a Is that Yeah, uh, that? was doing. Uh, uh, that. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. was doing that pizza challenge though. Do you see that?
0: I don't think that's real. Like I think twenty eight. I'd be really 28 upset 28 because enter. I would go in. For Apparently, a while. it was like, real, but it was that. only for
1: like one day. Mm. I would have spent $50 to get 500 I could have eaten a pizza. Well, yeah. definitely I know. could have, I have eaten pizza. a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I could have had 128 inches. What's a double I'm all right. Okay, yeah, so today, gay stuff.
0: Yeah, today we're talking about, uh, you know, just honestly, just gay stuff. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, not gay. Things and things we're, not we're not just talking about terminology. We're not just talking about, you know, gay, gay style cakes. We are talking about. Gay across the board. Well,
1: according to Tyler, we're talking about gay stuff and butt stuff. Gay, gay stuff, stuff, but stuff, butt stuff, butt stuff, throat,
0: throat. throat stuff. A little handy, Jay.
2: Right. That good old friends in the game time. Multi talented. <laughs> Those buddies.
0: So <laughs> Those as we have buddies. previously mentioned here on the podcast, uh, you guys know that I am a sickening drag queen by the name of Mocha Bear, and my sis here is also a very talented. Much, much, much more seasoned than I, <laughs> drag queen. Would you like to let them know your
2: drag name? I go by Serenity Spaulding. i been in the industry almost 10 years now. Jesus. I uh, met Miss Mocha Bear like two years ago on social medias, and we actually finally met in person. Like, like, like over the summer. Yeah, <laughs> like last like six summer. months ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've only been doing drag, um, this, this March will actually mark, mark my one year. Um, and bitch I've already performed with snakes and shit look at me right. like what I'll am I going to do next it. launch me into space like <laughs> <laughs> we'll <laughs> but, see you on here next performance right, the right I'm just going to like video conference in and I'm just like floating to your gravity <laughs> I,
1: uh, we could probably set it up to where we could green screen
0: you on some right oh my god we should do it um, go list put it on the screen board but yeah so we are drag queens in the local community um I know Tyler has had a lot of work with you know like uh, this, this past year you performed at Pride. Mm-hmm. You know, you did the children's, uh, the children's event yep, for Pride. the youth Disney show. Um, you know, so you're very hands-on with the community, things like that. Um, I'm trying to slowly but surely get there, <laughs> uh, but you definitely have had a much broader experience with our local city, you know, gay culture, things like that in the community. As a whole, that's why I definitely wanted to have you of all people on this podcast because, mm-hmm. you know, you're a very humble soul who also, happens, who also just happens to have, like, you know, like a good track record and like a pretty decent history in the, in the city and whatnot. Um, I think it's because I tend to stay out of the city. Yeah, right. Of, as as yeah. long
2: as she is not in face. And, Go in the city when the, needed. Like, right. <laughs> she is seen.
0: He is not. Right, right. So, um, but Yeah uh me and ty actually perform at um perform at our local club together uh wild rose cafe um and that's where
2: i was like tm TM." right TM,
0: (laughs) trademark uh where we actually started becoming friends and whatnot um and I annoy Tyler all the time because I make him fix my wigs for me. Like, last minute. I'm always like a like a, like a a kid. I'm just like, please, I need an adult. Help me with this. I'm going go to to be in the show. And I right, walk into right. the bar.
2: And I walk into the dressing room to say hello. And I'm just like, hi, right. ladies. My hi, sis. Can, can you help me just a second? And then I'll come in there and it's. Can you can you pen this down? I need this a little bit bigger. Right? Can you zip this? Halloween. <laughs> like, it was probably
0: like three minutes before I'm supposed to walk out on stage, and he just walks in to say hello, and I'm just like, "Hey, I've missed you."
1: How help with me? my wig.
0: Help me. So so yeah, um, so I guess to kick things off, uh, we'll start very very top of the tree here, and we'll talk about some terminology terminology in our community. Uh, I know a lot of people joke on us because we have so many animal references. Because you've got bears, mm-hmm. otters, uh, all those and cubs, all, all kinds of things. Um, so let's start with a very general question: what What do you identify as as a gay male?
2: Um, I definitely think where I fall on the spectrum is definitely more on like rugged to twink, depending on where I'm out and about. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I fall on, like, the otter or bear scene. Mm-hmm. Um, only because of just, like, my own, like, personal aesthetic. Yeah, as yeah. far as, like, my own upkeep. Um, yeah. But I feel like everybody feels a little bit different and just yeah. what kind of maybe attracts them, makes them fall into the scene. Because mm-hmm. I've met who guys are, are very much into that, like, scruff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've also been... Dating guys that when I have scruff, mm-hmm. it's an instant like, no, why? Like, why? Yeah. I'm like because I'm not 16 years old, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> like, it
0: grows. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, I would. I I'm obviously uh, in our gay community a chub, um, which was a heavier set gay person, um, and but in my perfect world, I'm a bear. I'm a bear because I like I like other bears. Um, like my men. Big, thick, not like super hairy, but partially hairy, but definitely just big thickums, dad bods, and all the all the daddies are classified pretty much as bears in the gay community. Yeah. Um. So just to explain like basic terminology, so I'm not ranting forever. Uh. The you've got you've got your twins, which are described as the more um I guess you would say skinnier skinnier size. Uh, gay males usually very clean shaven baby um, right baby polished, faced like brief. yeah like mm. barely legal boys oh yes like very um and then you move up and you've got your uh otters otters are a little bit thicker twinks a little bit more body hair um after an otter the you have a cub <laughs> uh a cub is just under a daddy uh very thick in size maybe still not as much hair after that, you have an actual bear. A bear is a very thick male, uh, broad shoulders, broad stature, hairy. Um, after that, I would say you have a daddy bear because not all bears are daddies. Um, you also have leather daddies, which speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, you only, know, that's
1: the only one I know about. Leather daddies. <laughs> that's the ones you see on the postcards. Yeah, girl. right. Right.
0: Um,
2: leather party. You see a guy in harnesses and exactly. leather hats are best, and vests and a white and chaps.
0: I just Um, like my little bracelet every now and then. (laughs) But yeah, and then then you have your chubs, which are, uh, which are bigger, bigger gays. Um, And, I mean, I think a, pretty much touched on, like, the very broad, broad ones. There's, like, yeah. little subsections, like, Silver Daddies and all that stuff, but well, that's, like, so, way too much
2: I, to s- get I think I get what you were asking earlier, because I, I was, like, some more body
0: size and, like, type range, like, as far as, like, build and set. So. Or, I mean, I mean, really just mean. what you identify, like, in Because, like, me, people would obviously look at me and be like, oh, well, you're just a chub. And I'm like, right, but in my perfect mind, I'm a bear who likes other bears, mm-hmm. Like, so, but yeah, um, it's, it's definitely, you know, some people might say, oh, it's a little ridiculous to have that many sub subsections and all those things. But it like, to me, it actually makes things a lot easier. Well, like y'all have talked about on the podcast before about communication. It mm-hmm. makes, when you meet
2: other people that fall in those subcategories. Exactly. When you meet them to start on some ground level, it gives you terminology to understand right. where you fall in, to yeah. where where they maybe could help you figure out where you're at on mm-hmm. it or at least you know the other way around
0: just and, knowing it and you know that's also cool too because you know the different subsections and genres they have like you know their own bit like very close-knit like the bear community they have their own flag you know mm-hmm. like the the brown color spectrum flag with you know the paw print mm-hmm. um you know and yeah, brown, and like yellow and it's like brown yellow and black I think. yeah something like that and they like have parties. They're, like, very close. You know, um... The, it, it, it's it's wild. It, it, it really is wild. Um... Have you ever been to, like, any type of, like... Like, gay kink party?
2: Um... I think when I was... When I was out in Texas, I don't know if you would necessarily consider it, like, a a kink party, per mm-hmm. se. Um... I mean, there was a lot of different things going on at the house. Like, yeah. it was... It was I mean, in Texas, there was about like six like a of house that. Maybe um, it was kind of, sort of like that. I mean, party. these were houses that I mean, in Dallas, like you would go stay for a week, and it was like a camboy house. Like right, right. You basically pay it, your rent and everything was all paid for. But if you wanted to party in the city, you just made an account. You lived mm-hmm. in a live house for a week, and it was just like yes. it was. It was okay, but I mean, there was definitely nights where I mean things yeah. happened, yeah. but it wasn't. There wasn't like one room where like this yeah. stuff was going on, and then this room, this kind of stuff. All right, was boys, on get the in the fuck room.
0: <laughs> to, <laughs> right to the fuck dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is also why we have a,
1: an office in the house, right? right. In yeah. case you're wondering, it's oh, you a, a big office? closet. Oh, there you go. Okay. I'm just kidding. I was like, what? You have a <laughs> I a set aside like a like, <laughs> <some laughs>
2: stairs <laughs> to like go down <laughs> into like right. a dungeon, like
1: what? A wine yes. cellar? We do
0: have a crawl space. Oh. Hey, uh, lots of stuff can in the Love some humiliation and degradation. Like, maybe crawl Same. It, you know. right. Um, <laughs> right. We'll but, save uh, that for after the podcast. <laughs> but, you know, like, places like D.C. who are obviously a, a little bit more, like, open-minded in terms of adventurous things like that, you know, they do have uh, 24-7 bathhouses. You know, right. they have, um, you know, uh, I think one of the more popular ones is, um, It's something like sanctuary or something like that, but it's h- highly advertised on Facebook all the time. Uh, but you know they have leather pa- uh, parties, and you know they've got like uh, locker deal- deals where you just come in, you drop your stuff off, and you, know, you just walk around the premises and do do whatever your heart no, desires. Right, yeah, you just walk in and just. Um, I will say I had a friend that went to DC Pride last year, and and snapped me from a couple different parties that he went <laughs> to. And those were lit. Like mm-hmm. I mean, like fucking everywhere on the dance floor. Just like he, like he just camera out. He just showing me everything. I've still got the videos in my phone. Uh, and it, it, that that's pretty wild. So and that, that's one thing I want to touch on. That's why I asked you know if you've ever been to anything like that. Because me personally, not necessarily like I don't think that I would like fit in. But I just don't think I would be not necessarily into that. It's just I think you know it and and that's one thing that has always intrigued me about you know like the gay community and like especially like the gay kink community is it's like you know like i find that things like cruising and voyeurism are like very popular in in the gay community and i just wonder why you know like why like why was i understand that cruising came from like a time of where you know people didn't know where to meet other gay people back in the day and you know it was more taboo so they Met in the woods, and hey, if you're gay, just come to the woods type thing. So it's like, but even today, where we have such a like out culture where everything's a little bit more accepted, people still prefer to do these things out of a sense of voyeurism. Like, so what like, do you
1: what is cruising? Oh, you don't know what cruising <clears throat> is? I don't okay, know. so <laughs> we got to go over this to describe no, cruising. Yeah, uh,
0: true. cruising is basically meeting in. it's primarily wooded areas that I've ever seen. I'm sure, you know, there's other places, but it's it's a public but discreet area uh, that through the rumor mill is known as a meetup place. Like, go down to
2: City Point. If you walk down to City Point, you mm -hmm. take the left and you just walk down past, like, a gazebo area. People will know, like, to go during this hour. Mm -hmm. There'll be set meetup times and you'll see random guys just couple up and disappear. And it's just because it's known that around certain days, certain times, you go down there, you park, you just walk off, you go on a little nature hike,
0: you nature hike. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like you, you see just somebody, like somebody you guys to somebody make eye contact and, yeah. and there's not really a conversation. It's it's automatically known you're there. It's either for just a like reason. a nod or like a keep walking. Like. Yeah. So, I don't know where the term cruising necessarily came from, but I mean that that's that that's what it Probably is. Probably picking up on the corner, just like you know, right. sticking just out the lights. just, back back on them not them streams, just like. But I mean, no, I no, guess that no, would be no, a, a good term
1: because if you don't like, is there a way to deny that, like deny that person if you don't want to be with that person? Like, well, if there's multiple people in that area,
2: well, that's what I mean. Like as so you you're walking just, by, like, usually it is an eye contact mm-hmm. thing, or there there will be people that will do like go to like like um, Mocha was talking about with like bathhouses and stuff, where like if you're down, like somebody will like tap their foot twice, or like somebody will shuffle their I mean, foot was, under the stall to like hit yours and you either yeah. tap back or you double tap to
0: say like no thanks. That's like, crazy. So maybe that's
1: where cruising came from because if you don't want to be on you just cruise on by. On.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that just fascinates me about like things like that. You know, it's like where there's no guidebook to this stuff. No. You know, granted there's the internet now so we talk about it a lot more but it's like how did this culture come back? You know, it's just like strong word of mouth and you know, one favorite thing. And I'm very glad that I'm not sure if you watched this week's episode of drag race, Mm -hmm. um, drag race actually did a very, very, very great history lesson talking about Judy Garland. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and one of our favorite, you know, in the gay culture sayings nowadays is, Oh, that's my best Judy. That's my good Judy. And that's because back in the day, in order to identify another gay person, you would say, I'm friends with Dorothy. You know, I you know I'm friends with Dorothy. Are you friends with Dorothy? Type thing, and that's how you knew if someone else was gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy know.
2: Hamill, because um, what's his name? He dated her for years in Hollywood, and he was undercover gay. Um, uh, oh, wow. what's his name? He died. Um, he was, uh, he was drop dead gorgeous in black and white film, and he sure. he ended up
0: passing away. Um, yeah. um during the
2: epidemic back in history again. History
0: but also less. that and, um, you know, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz because the night that Judy Garland died, as explained by, you know, RuPaul, the night that Judy Garland died was the same night that the Stonewall riots began. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because of all the built-up anger and all the, mm-hmm. you know, just different things plus police interference. So, you know, it was like an accumulation of different emotions that caused like this huge revolution in like gay times and things like that. So, you know, it's, do you feel that in today's time, that it's easier to be open, like as a, as a gay person, and and when I say open, it's like, you know, it, I think it's I think it's one thing to be out of the closet, but what people may not realize if they're not you know homosexual, um, is or you know lesbian, is that past coming out of the closet, there's also identifying what. Part of the gay community you are that's that's it's not you're gay. You find another gay person. You're in love. It's I'm gay. I identify as you know a a Submissive chub. (laughs) you know, so it's like I do you do you feel comfortable being like, you know open things like that or Um,
2: It's funny that you actually worded it that way because I had an exact situation in the business sense where Mm -hmm. I had a client who in the process of getting her hair done, we were talking and I know it's stereotypical gay job for you know, a male <laughs> or a drag queen to be a hairdresser. Right. But <laughs> um, we were doing her hair and I had talked about where I ended up lending her daughter a mm-hmm. uh, gown for a special event and I had never known this woman. Like Her daughter had sent her to me, but I had no idea. And then when mm-hmm. she told me who, I said oh, I know her. She came in and got her hair done and then her dress had got ruined. I had one, at, like a backup dress in my car. She was actually a bigger girl. So mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, I can, I can whip stitch it in a couple of places and it'll right, right, fit right. you right. Like, and I let her borrow the dress and she asked me and she looked at me and said, you're, are you, like, are you? And I said, oh yeah, I'm a drag queen. And she was like, oh, well, how long have you known? And I was like, uh, since I got on stage 10 years <laughs> right, ago. Right, right. And she was like, but you're not a homosexual. And I was like, wait, (laughs) I was like, I think I understand what you're asking me now. And I was like, cause she asked me about, she was like, well, why do you have a beard? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, no, like being a drag, a drag queen Mm -hmm. does not mean that I'm part of like the trans community. Like I I was born male. I'm happy male. And she was like, so you are an entertainer, but you're gay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes. And she was like, but you don't act gay. And I was like, I asked her, I said, well, I don't think one acts a certain way. So for me, I was like, I have masculine qualities as much as I have effeminate qualities. Mm -hmm. But I feel like where one fits comfortable in society is like where you grow up, just knowing like who you are. And it doesn't really like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it doesn't shape you as much as you let it shape you because I have been around friends that you know, I've seen them come around gay culture and they're new to it and then embrace everything. And I mean, yeah. I've had friends that went from being in the closet, you know, left quarter, quarter uh, quarterback, yeah, like right. sitting there, like, just left playing football. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then two years later is snapping, tongue-popping, and yeah. flipping, around in la- <laughs> right, flipping around in the lace front. And I'm yeah. just like, what? whoa, Where's like, this? where was this? <laughs> right. Because at one point, you had a lot of aggression towards me when I accepted right. myself and openly said it. And I think it's just part of where we are as a culture how much you've subdued it and pushed it aside to how much you really will embrace it but then you have to dig through it to remind yourself really at the core regardless of your sexual like orientation or identity mm-hmm. like you know the qualities that make you feel happy and confident and like I don't really necessarily say that accepting being gay like really kind of made me happier just because I already kind of was happy with the people I chose around me but I learned as an adult like the choices I made as that person may not have put me in the right place right but it wasn't being around other like openly gay people Mm -hmm. but there was definitely mannerisms that I picked up that I myself had never had and then other qualities that I picked up that Led me to a path to do things that I was like... At one point, I would have really questioned, but it gave yeah. me, like, exposure yeah. and education. So it's something that I could use in the future mm-hmm. to better judge decisions.
0: Um, and, like, I feel that so incredibly hard. Because, I, you know, I, I've explained multiple times on this podcast that as a gay person, it I personally... I'm ever-changing. You know, there was one time where I was like, oh, I'm a submissive bottom, you know, tie me up, fuck me, pin me down. You know, and now I'm just like, do I even, like, bottoming anymore? Like, do I... <laughs> but do I want to be a top? Like, do I even, like, sex? Right, do I even want to through this? You it's like, I just, like, jerking off and giving head. You know, so it's like, it... It. I, I completely understand that because it's, it's so weird coming to terms with being gay because there's still... Even though you're out of the closet, you know, people think you come out of the closet and suddenly all of the guilt you've ever had is just released and it's like, sis, no, it brings so much more guilt. Like every you know, there there's sexual encounters I've had where, you know, leading up to it, like I am so horny and like I I just know I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna get fucking pounded the fuck out like with a meat hammer. Like I am gonna be I'm gonna get it tonight. Left to hang the drive. And it you know, and it's like I notice that like we fuck, I come and then afterwards I just feel disgusted with my actions. Like, I can't believe I was that person. Like, I just, like, I want to shut down and, like, I want to leave. Like, there's been a bunch of times where, you know, like, I'm texting a dude and, like, we're sexting. And I'm like, yeah, I'm about to send you my address in a second, da-da-da. And we just keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. I put my phone down for a second. Suddenly I start jerking off. I come and suddenly I'm like... I am not doing like push myself <laughs> farther like, away and I'm like who I, did I think I was? You know? I feel you on so many levels on that. <laughs> you know, it's like what 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 the what I was really going to do that? Like I really said those things, you know, and it's like it's it's weird because when you're a when you're a fresh guy, you know, a fresh guy, when you're first coming out of the closet, if you really don't have that guidance like me personally I only knew one other gay person in my high school, and that was my friend Jacory. Fucking, you know, we came out together in high school. Mm-hmm. It's like we we leaned on each other for everything, you know. It, there was a point where people thought we were dating because we were so fucking close, and we were like, I mean, we might as well be type thing, you know. And it's like, but, you know, I can remember, like, exploring my sexuality as a gay person. Like, I didn't know where to turn, I didn't know what to do, things like that, you know. Back then... We didn't have like a tender, you know, and I I, I don't even think like like, like, right. I was one Adam for Adam, yeah. Like I'm A for A, you know. And it's like I it wasn't
2: even an app then. Yeah, there was
0: no (laughs) grinder, there was no nothing. Like I was, so it's like you had to physically uh, meet up with somebody and feel that pressure to be like, are you so and so? And I'm gonna expose myself when you randomly meet up. I'll expose myself because I was a young kid. I didn't know what I was doing. Fucking at 17 years old, one of my first gay encounters, I met up with a dude off Craigslist. And it's like, yeah, I know, I was, yeah. I went through that gay phase. But it's like, you know, that, like at first maybe hearing that, that's a little jarring. And it's like, you did what? Girl but it's like when you I talk, you, and that's the thing, like. it's like you talk to more people in the gay community, and hooking up on Craigslist is a very popular thing. You know, it's modern day crew. well it was mm-hmm. modern day cruising before it got shut down last, you know, the beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. You know, and I will say even then a lot of gays were upset about that because they felt like, you know that was being taken from them because it was a lot easier to explain how you were
2: through talk and text so that way it was just easier when the meetup came
0: and there's a there's a very strong portion of the community one of the kinks that people do you know like that that I don't I've never seen personally heterosexual you know based on like porn and people I've talked to but anonymous is a strong Point in the gay you know gay community and, and sex people like to be a non like that is more of a turn on for them so you know that's why glory holes are so you know like popular things like that because people have that extra rush of like I don't even know who that is they don't know who I am it's like ah you know and it's like you know a non-sex in the gay community is like it's very prevalent whoa, yeah. you know blindfolded ass up door open and it's like Craigslist was big no that's literally how they describe how, it yeah like you Craigslist was huge for that this is the address come over you know knock mm-hmm. twice walk in type thing and it's like it's it, that's why I like having my voice on this podcast because it's like you know kinks in the gay culture are like a whole nother world it's like it's like a whole nother world you know it's it doesn't just boil and not saying that you know with heterosexual things like that that it's just you know so like pyramided and, and you know structured i know there's a lot of subcultures and things but it's like with the gay community there's things that i literally can say i've heard of only done in the gay community not in the not in the heterosexual kink community um, you know so, so smacked up on poppers like, you you know, just, and, and that's that's another like, thing I'm glad you brought that up poppers poppers are a very I've like, seen it in the prominent bars now, like. you know poppers are a very prominent part of gay sex mm-hmm. you know I can't think of one specific thing that is encompassed in almost all heterosexual sex except for like a condom or lube you know but it's like if, if you don't know what poppers are poppers are inhalants um, they are originally VHS cleaner Uh, And when you sniff it, it creates basically just like a sensual high where all of your muscles immediately relax and it makes, you know, like your colon obviously decrease in tension, things like that. So it's a lot easier for entry things, all those things. So it's like poppers are massive. In the gay community, I don't do poppers because I have high blood pressure yeah. and my heart's going to explode during sex. I'll run around and pop like a balloon. So <laughs> it's like, it's like this is what you want to literally pop hers. So it's like, you know, it's it, and that's like another strong thing, you know, and and also another just to keep them snowballing another thing i found that is popular it will not ask popular but is mentioned <laughs> Snowballing. Uh, you know things that, talking I've about found that are that are popular <laughs> in gay culture that i've never seen in heterosexual culture you know things like stealthing you know like i never hear about like that in heterosexual where like you're fucking someone with a condom and then you like oh, take the condom yeah. off you know midway during sex i've only seen that in like hardcore kinky, you know, like, like sex, you know, like gay porn. I've never heard Mm -hmm. about that in the heterosexual community, you know, things like that. So it's like, it's, we could do this for days. (laughs) Like, there's just so much, there's just so much. So it's like, that's why I like talking to fellow people in the community, you know, and, and just finding out, you know, what is your history with everything? You know, me personally, I like I said, I didn't know too many gay people when I was growing up. Um, I don't feel like I had like the typical gay experience. Yeah. I played with like Barbies <clears> and stuff when I was little, but like, you know, most people know they're gay when they walk through the underwear aisle and they see like the boy and like, you know, oh, the yeah. briefs and that stuff. That was the first like, I was oh, never that person. Um, like me, I kind of just like, I was just like, boys were kind of always the top answer over girls. Granted, I still like some girls, but it's like boys were, there was never a point where I was just like, Oh, I'm gay. Like, yeah. for me, I was just kind of like...
2: I thought I was going to marry my best friend. Like, right. I, but I didn't think sexually at all. I just literally could start imagining, like, my yeah. whole future never being around. Like, I mean, never not having, like, my best friend around. And then it was like, when he moved away, like, where I saw other friendships end with people, mm-hmm. for me, I felt like heartbreak. It was like, like, why? What is going <laughs> on here? Like, right. why am I feeling this so intensely? And then as I got older, I got to understand, you know, really where it was coming from. And like you said, having a different kind of background, because I grew up in a home that was definitely, okay, back history. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Christian school all the way up until eighth grade and then I was taken to public school and mm-hmm. then that's when I was given the option and the choice to if I liked it I could stay mm-hmm. and by the end of the year I loved it I adapted because I was not in a classroom with just those same 11 people mm-hmm. I could have a class with these 12 people and right. another class with a whole other 14 people and also just having that experience with different other people like that thought different things besides mm-hmm. an entire organization and building yeah. around me um. going through those years of like exploration it was something that like I could never question and then yeah. when I could finally start to like accept certain things I got more education on it but it was something that like you said we didn't have any of that so we could google stuff and hope yeah. that our parents wouldn't find it or you know, know our history on the internet because it took us four hours to get online. So right, if, right. If the computer crashed, God forbid, your yeah. screen was locked there for the next 20 minutes while it tried to reconnect, and then you could close it. Right. And it's something that, I, like, to piggyback off, like you said, like, when you go back to where, like, meetups, like, Manhunt had advertised places where they would put on there that this is a meetup for this and this. Right. And I was 18 years old. Didn't know how to meet anybody else. Never mm-hmm. had any kind of experience. And I wasn't about to go to a gay bar that I googled and
0: right. didn't know
2: nothing about when I'm seeing drag queens for the first time. Like, right. So I went to this meetup and ended up, you know, meeting up with somebody. Not out of even really understanding, like, the whole process of what it was that I was doing. And I think that's something that even caught the other guy off guard. Was because, like, after everything was over, it was like just coming to terms with the next couple of days. Like you said, it was just yeah,
0: like, it's like that weird guilt, but it's yeah. not a guilt. It's just like, you don't understand what you just did. Right. You can't, you can't associate it with good or bad because you're still processing it. Like, you know? Yeah. So it's like,
2: I finally did the deed that mm. I was supposed to always do with everything else going through the motion that I've always done before. But mm-hmm. it was like, this time was with the guy and it was like, Like this is I don't I don't know how to process this I don't know how to like where to place this Yeah, so it was kind of just backburnered and then further delved in through counseling later on years through like anger and started to deal with like where certain feelings came from and I was like okay like I can see it's because I never embraced certain parts of myself Mm -hmm. but like I mean like you said finding out where you exist and finding out like knowing certain things that you're involved with and knowing like your boundaries and like what y'all talked about before with mm-hmm. like having like certain lines and knowing your comfortability with people. Yeah. It's just about open communication and just really making sure that you have that backing, yeah. um, having somebody in the community to help foster in a way that's not more of a parasite relationship. Yeah. 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 Cause we have people, I mean, I know that you've seen it that, mm-hmm they'll they'll find somebody that's they'll groom them right yeah. and it's like they once they start to fall out and question that or start mm-hmm. to like find other relationships it's an instant like cut yeah and it's now the same thing that we wanted to find because we got it from the
0: rest of the world right so yeah and see I will say that you know one thing about that is i will say that when i was you know in in something that may not be it, and this is... This is I'm going to give an instant trigger warning, you know, about, like, pedophilia, things like that. Uh, you know, in the gay community, there is a very strong presence of daddy-son relationship. And a lot of people outside looking in do not understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's one thing that I did want to talk about on this podcast, because it does relate to kinks, things like that, um, is personally... Me, personally, i you know, and I've talked about it before, I love the idea of having a daddy. Calling guys daddy, you know, the term daddy during sex, you know, excites me even more. You know, I've <clears throat> tried to explain these things to friends, and there has been a point where, you know, some of my friends I've gotten into arguments with, because they've asked me, like, did you have any type of childhood trauma, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that that makes you associate, you know, and it's, it's like, well, why is there childhood trauma? And it's <clears throat> a couple different points I want to make here. Is starting from the beginning, you know, a a lot of kids, when they come out to their parents and they're rejected, you know, a lot of kids don't have the luxury of parents that will allow you to stay in the house while they understand it. A lot of kids are casted out of their home, Mm -hmm. you know, so they either wind up homeless, they get into prostitution, things like that, you know, but in certain instances, they do find an older male that is willing to take them in, you know, sometimes sometimes it is an ideal relationship where they just want to be a mentor to you. Other times, you know, it is kind of like a, a rent boy situation where it's like, you live with me for sexual favors. I'll feed you, clothe you, house you, you know, we have boundaries, you know. And and that's not, I'm not going to say that's necessarily on a predatory sense, because in all the times that I've ever seen, it's it's very, there's boundaries. Like, they they talk about things. It's like, granted, sex is one of the end goals, but it's like, You're not. It's not. Oh, you live in my house. I'm gonna fuck you, even if you don't want (laughs) it. thing.
2: living in that cam house, like the owner of the property was like, Mm -hmm. he he was honest with everyone. He was like, you know, I have this like Wi-Fi set up for the house. I have this set up. Each of the bedrooms does have a camera. You have it in this place. And he showed us where all of them were. He showed us how to log off if we ever had a night or like you Mm -hmm. know an event or anything like that where we were going to be out of the house, like, all day, or if we were going to meet somebody and Mm -hmm. have a date, like, an actual, like, real date, everything wasn't broadcasted. Right. right. It was told to the house what hours, like, I was going to (coughs) be here with so-and-so. So So this room, this room, and this room wouldn't ever, like, have the camera showing Mm -hmm. because that would be where we would be walking in through the front door and, like, coming into, like, our room and then the kitchen. Like, it was just, but it was all, like, Mm -hmm. it was all set ahead. It was, like, a planned out, like, itinerary.
0: Right, right. And those boundaries were laid out. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, in those situations, even where, you know, boys aren't living with men, things like that, there is still, you know, younger gentlemen who do prefer older gentlemen. Me personally, I prefer an older gentleman. I think of them as much more seasoned and mature. It excites me knowing that there's someone out there that might have a different perspective. Like my ideal man is like 10 years older than me. (laughs) You know, Richard. doesn't go to drag shows. <laughs> Richard, my Richard, my Richard. Richard. You know, so it's like I'm telling you. I heard you, that. I was mind. like,
2: Richard. I was like, who in the bar is Richard? I <laughs> am. Who's Richard in the bar? Is God, Richard. Go to babes and find who Richard is. Right. Richard.
0: Uh, you know, but in my, that's my ideal situation as a Richard. You know, someone who maybe doesn't go to drag shows and things like that. A very businessman. You know, business. Who is just about his business, but it's just gay. Right. You know, and, and me, I can be my, you know, younger gay self. I can delve into the things that I like. I wouldn't want to be one, of, I don't want like a sugar daddy, you know, or nothing like that. You know, but, but like. But if you wanted one, you know. I, I can go and get one because I am what? <laughs> Sickening. Uh, That's but, a whole
1: nother podcast episode. Oh right. My God. <laughs>
0: God, there's so many gay references, right? <laughs> Everywhere. Right. Um, but, you know, so it's like. And then leading from that into the sexual aspect of it, uh, you know, role playing is daddy's son and it's, you know, you hear that and it's like incest and it's like, no, for me, it's a dominance thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I want someone who is going to take control, who is, and you know, the reason I like the word daddy is because, you know, daddy gives a comforting aspect to it. It's like, you are the authority figure, but you're still a nurturing caregiver, so it's like, it, it's like the perfect mix of things. And it's like, now, personally during sex, I like calling dudes daddy. If a dude called me like, like, do you like that son? I'd be like, that's a little, you know, weird for me. I'm <laughs> <from laughs> saying it <laughs> like that, you know, and, but some people, again, are into yeah. it, you know, and in, in the, you know, heterosexual culture, you have DDLG, you know, daddy, dom little girls, mm-hmm. you know, which some people might not understand. I will say once upon a time, I was one of those people that's like, that's, that's weird and then I'm like, well, that's not any different than... So it's yeah. like, you know... Um... can't throw rocks from a glass house. I mean,
1: like Chris said, it's just a big, a giant comforting thing. You know? mm-hmm. like, I've listened to podcasts where it's like adult baby like diaper lovers, mm-hmm. where they like like wearing diapers around. Because mm-hmm. it's it's not... They don't want to be a child. They don't want to be treated as a child. But it's a comforting thing to a time where they could see themselves back when they didn't have to worry about things. Mm-hmm. You know, like, And it takes them back to that mindset and most, for most of them, it's not a sexual thing, and most of them they don't wear it all day every day they have specific mm-hmm. times and it doesn't doesn't heed on their daily their daily life but yeah. they'll wear it for like an hour or two and it takes them back and puts them back into that into that time mm-hmm. and it you know it nurtures them you know they get they get that feeling like where they just they feel cared for right you know? right so and
0: see I think with gays it's it it kind of comes from the mindset of like we've been ostracized for so long what else can we do that's gonna get us even more hated you know like there's no there's nothing we can do more than be gay that's gonna so it's like fuck it you know so it's like you Maybe know be a gay baby. I, I You know right on me, gay baby. You know, it's like you know things. mocha bear, baby. Hello, you know, feed me, mocha baby. But it's like uh, Catch me a crop top hoodie. That says mommy loves me. Be
1: but <laughs> Chris is secretly
0: a little. We just don't know. Okay, so fun fact, just a, a quick little sidebar. Uh, one of the first times me and Michael ever really like started talking on a constant basis, uh, we would talk about like littles and things like that, and I would do impressions mm-hmm. of a little, but like. I wouldn't stop and Michael was like you're like oddly good at that like he, I, I secretly think you really are a little, <laughs> you are a little and, and a I'm little. like but <laughs> <laughs> like, no you know it's, it's uh, Chris so. identifies
1: Chris identifies in between the ages of three and four his name is Baby Mocha Bear <laughs> right um, that's it you know I'm a Muppet Baby dude <laughs> <laughs> fucking he has a passy with animal on it oh yeah <laughs> oh that's good
0: fucking um Wait, but I'm yeah but
1: yeah <laughs>
0: Get a Jesus. custom one for, just for him. <laughs> right. Happy I just, birthday! I just, like, pour my fucking cocktail into a bottle. And just, oh, like, oh, a sippy it's cup. Gonna... They make, and, they make, <laughs> and they
1: make adult sippy cups, too. Yeah. They have, like... This is going say weird,
0: but enlarged
1: nipples. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: just for adults. And, yeah. Like, but it's, like, the, the point that I'm making is, it's, like, <laughs> because there's so many things that would be considered, like, extremely taboo in the gay community, I have... I've found myself a little bit more conditioned to be able to accept hearing things like that. You know, most people, just just run of the mill, you know, scratch the surface type person, they hear adult wearing diaper, relationship, sex, all in the same sentence. Yep. And they're like, gross, gross, pedophilia, nasty. Yep. You know, and it's like, you just know, once explain. upon a time, I definitely probably was that person because I was a lot younger and ignorant. You know, but now I'm kind of like, okay, well, if you break down that sentence... You can, like, find where things make sense. So it's like, you know, I can't be in a gay community and expect acceptance on my behalf and not be willing to accept other people on other things that I might not traditionally consider of the norm, you know. Mm -hmm. But, and and that's why I feel more comfortable talking on this podcast. Because, granted, I might not be the most kink-driven person, you know, in terms of constant exploration, I still have a deep understanding of you know okay so maybe that's not for me but that doesn't mean that it's weird or bad yeah. mm-hmm. you know and that's one thing that I really I, I that is probably my biggest message that I could ever push across this podcast is like you don't have to normalize something and it's not necessarily about acceptance it's just don't be ignorant. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like ignorance abolished pretty much. Right. It's just like, you know, just because you are not into something and it's not for you does not mean it's wrong. You know, Now, granted someone could come at me and be like, Oh, well, you know, robbing a seven 11 might not be for me, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's wrong. You know? And it's like, now you're just being silly, yeah. you know? So if people try to bring up pedophilia a lot when it comes to kinks, things like that. And, you mm-hmm. know, especially in the gay culture, pedophilia is a word that is thrown around like crazy and it's like
2: it's just like so many
0: so many things that are related around
2: quote-unquote gay culture just being the male-on-male like sexuality we have so many cases that through the 90s and like through the early 2000s that everything was coming out publicly over the media that you know boys were being um, molested by priests we were having people come out about their mentors having molested them as children Mm -hmm. like it was something where we were finally seeing people come after the the, quote-unquote bad guy where no matter what the situation <clears throat> our society is in, there's always a bad guy at the end of a finger point. Yeah. And one thing I think that gets as far as like with the gay culture is because it is so much of that male-on-male and we have so much of a fear of male-on-male sexuality, mm-hmm. Um. just that acceptance of it or acceptance of thinking about it is in a mind almost where they're allowing it to be in their thought process. Yeah. When they've believed that they belong in a society where that's not okay. They have to push it out. like, right. And by any means necessary, whether it get down to the nitty gritty where they just start name calling and mudslinging. Because it's just, now you don't even care to want to know the facts. You're just
0: throwing dirt on it just
2: to remain ignorant.
0: Yeah. And in another conversation, I, I, and this is a, just snowballing into this, uh, a broad conversation I do want to have. And again, trigger warnings. I want this to be about pronouns, and I'm not meaning to sound ignorant when we have any part of this conversation. These are just open-ended questions that I hope maybe someone out there who is also thinking them might find the answer to. You know, as far as the gay community and how we've advanced as far as you know things like pronouns and identification. You know, nowadays. I'm interested in hearing other people's stance, and I'll speak first on this. Um, you know, I I personally identify as gender fluid. Uh, I can remember the first time that I heard the words gender fluid, I cried because I felt like I had found a word, you know, for that that directly applied to me. Before, I was always a, a guy who liked to wear makeup. You know, gender fluidity to me is someone who's not dependent necessarily. On just one particular sex, someone who, you know, literally fluidly moves to the two sexes, you know, for me, wearing makeup is the same as like deciding to pair a necklace with an outfit. You know, this hair goes with those shoes type thing, you know. um, However, I will say that as the years have gone on and, you know, discussions have broadened, you know, and and we've kind of progressed a little bit more. I will say there is a slight frustration that I have found because there are times where I feel like the discussion has kind of taken such a sharp left turn. You know, I definitely do believe in trans identity. I definitely do believe, you know, you don't have to have a surgery to identify as something. If you feel like you were born in the wrong body and you identify as female, I will address you as a female. That is completely fine. You know, trans identity things like that. I completely understand. You know, but it's I found a little bit of a frustration because as times came on, you know, we developed words like cisgender, which okay, is still fine. You know, things like that. But you know, and then you delve into your agenders genders, which okay, we're still fine. But you know, then you're moving into you know gender nonconformity and what's the difference between gender queer and you know gender fuck? You know, and like just it, just a snowball of you know just non-binary, you I'm gonna say, know, and it's just like get how it. they just keep segueing at a certain point. I will say that I almost felt stripped of my identity by my own community because at a certain point I was afraid to say, oh, well, I'm gender fluid because at that point I just felt like I was just a word in a list of words, you know, I was no longer one of five options that were easier to understand now explaining it to anybody I'm just on a ladder you know I'm a rung of many other pronouns that you know Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and I'm I'm interested to find out other people's opinions on things because me I don't think it comes from an ignorant standpoint I don't think any type of identification is ignorant um you know the coming to terms with yourself is something to be celebrated you know if you identify as something you identify as something but it's it's so hard, especially this day and age to pinpoint which people are just joining in with the masses to be, you know, to just say a voice, but those people, because they're, it's almost like, okay, we have to cast a vote. We have to cast a vote on something and you don't even know which side you're on. You're just doing something to do something. Your actual Mm -hmm. statistic is, is a part of that balance and you're offsetting something. So if you don't understand it, don't speak on it, you know, don't, you know, ask questions to find out, but don't just go with something to go with something with the masses, because in the end, you're adding more pressure that's going to offset that balance, and you're going to mess up the whole thing, you know, and it's, I find that with this conversation with pronouns is, I don't ever want to be ignorant, I don't ever want to, you know, because I'm a gay drag queen who is gender fluid, and even when I'm out of drag, I still wear makeup sometimes as a boy. You know, so it's like, who am I to question why people have so many, so much input, but it's, I will say that, you know, this is my community, you know, and I'm a strong voice within my community because I do have my hands in so many different roles and so many different pots, you know, so me as someone who is mature and is of age and, you know, has seen things evolve, not necessarily just from age. But literally with the times I saw technology start in advance because I'm a 90s baby, you know, like I've I've seen these things come to fruition. So it's like I feel like I'm allowed to have not necessarily more prominent voice than someone else who's younger than me, but I have what I feel is a little bit more experienced because I've actually experienced traumatic things that led me to want to find these things you know to help identify and and that's why i get frustrated with people not because they don't have horrific experiences you know but because they're just throw, you know they're just again just joining the trend to just be trendy you know so it's like i'm interested to know like what your what your stance are on those type of things
2: um i definitely have to say like i fall into quote unquote like cis male Mm -hmm. because um I mean, for me, when I'm getting into drag, it's, it's, it's a transformation. It's mm-hmm. like literally for me to Wong Fu,
0: yeah. I sit
2: down in my station, I play certain music and I just kind of get myself in the zone. I get myself into character as if like back in high school, like I love theater. Mm-hmm. So being able to just sit there and put on a whole other persona, it's like being able to now physically manifest different behaviors, mannerisms mm-hmm. and just certain things that I'm not necessarily aren't me. Because, I mean, just as much as you know me out of drag, I will be very quick to just as quickly snap and tongue pop. Because mm-hmm. it's a part of who I am. It's not something that I feel like behaviors mm-hmm. dignify. Um, like you said, with so many labels out now, there's there was a time where I can remember finding my label where mm-hmm. I fit in the community. And I do remember a time where I fell off, mm-hmm. just like you said, where... Like now we're not fighting for our rights anymore because yeah. now if we're going to keep on fighting for equality, then we are all equal human beings. Yeah. the fight can no longer keep being the straight community needs to acknowledge yes. us as this, as this, as this, as mm-hmm. this, as this. Because you are preaching for equality. Yeah. Because now with the fight that you're fighting, we're putting no labels on it because it's acceptance and free thinking and a willingness to understand on right. our parties or at least a demand for that right but it's not something that we're ever going to be given from a certain mentality of people that's just on this earth like we like there's a there's a i feel like a a certain there was a certain time when like like you said when um you know, I I feel like as non-binary got to the point where it was on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I did feel like I was like, well, no. Then what? Where did we stop with being like necessarily a gender? Where yeah. did we stop with like? Because as a community that's fighting for equality and rights, and mm-hmm. where we can document and get these rights done on paper, we have to have something that signifies specifically. Our community if we demand our community to have these rights we have to fall under some type of label yeah
0: and see I I will say that I do remember like a, a, a pivotal moment where I became the most frustrated you know because I remember and I can't remember what the source was but it was just a random clip that I was watching and someone had said that in their perfect world that when a waitress walked up to a table, the first question, instead of saying, what can I get you to drink is, may I ask what your pronouns are? And I remember being like, no, like, no, like that, that's just like a little bit much, you know, for me personally, I feel that way. You know, some other people might agree that something like that, ha- have, but I'm like, no, it's like, cause then, then you're going to, you know, ask the old couple, what are your pronouns? And they're going to be like what you know but when you decide not to say it to them because they're obviously you might get in trouble by your human resources manager because now you're assuming you know so you know so it's like to me i my biggest thing that i was getting frustrated frustrated at is i'm afraid that we're gonna come off greedy or we're gonna come off as, as you know like needy um you know it's like it My biggest fear is, you know, it's like our, our fight initially, we wanted equality. We wanted, you know, acceptance and, you know, when our loved one is dying, you know, in a hospital, we want to be able to be recognized as a partner. Exactly. You know, we wanted, you know, marriage equality and we've started getting those things hardcore across the board. There's very quickly, right there, there's, you know, like massive, you know, uh, massive equality across the board right now. and that is awesome. but it's at what point do we just stop asking for things? You know, why can't we just to me, actions are louder than words. So I'm kind of just like it's in your hands now. we've asked for it. you gave it to us. Just you know keep it going. you know, just just be nice, just keep it going. we it, it's in your hands. You know, why do we have to be like, okay, that was cool moving on, now we want for you to recognize this, 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 and this in our community. And it's like We've got to progress as a whole people. Right. And that doesn't mean that when things come up on the board that are important, we should be afraid to ask for them. we're not going to address. Right. We have to, I would, I just want our community to be a little little bit more selective and just be my biggest point about all of this is just get informed. Mm -hmm. You know, get informed about the things that you're talking about. You know to, to wrap all of this up just just it is so much easier to get informed if you don't understand understand something google it look it up ask someone that you know is informed on it in your community you know and that too that is a strong thing there's plenty of people i've come to you one of the first couple times we hung out i just talked to you about drag mm-hmm. just realistically i just asked you multiple questions and i asked you is it okay if i ask you these things <laughs> you know it that applies to all boards if you're if you want to get into kinks Find a kink member, you know, find someone in your local community, talk to them, get educated, Mm -hmm. but just don't be assumptive and don't bandwagon.
2: Well, there's focus groups that will have you come in and we'll give you information. It's not Mm -hmm. like a meetup where everybody's going to be getting down and out and nitty and gritty. It's literally like mostly information at those meet and greets and the members are actually meeting up to hang out because they haven't seen each other
1: since their last meeting. And it's just like, uh, like with the kink community, there's, like community is such a good word for this too cuz a community is a community is community mm-hmm. helps people out and, you know with being in the commu- kink community i've came out with a lot of stuff that i wouldn't necessarily come out with you know i wouldn't have never told you that hey i might like to be peed on once
0: yeah
1: i would have never said that to you guys unless mm-hmm. you know this happened but i think that's a big thing that that is good too is finding your niche finding your community finding someone to talk to that's going to give you information right instead in of, right like you said assuming things yeah. and just talking it over having communication communication is key in all aspects of everything at the bottom line of every kink talk about it communication it it <laughs> For sure. For sure. Oof, this
0: was a good one
1: this was like this was a, a meaty this was a meaty one <laughs> guys meaty. this was lengthy but me and my sister went at it this was we girthy um, <sighs> Well, you baby, thank you emotional. so
0: much for joining us on this one, especially joining no, me because we we drove this train. I feel like we went on a quick little road trip. We wouldn't shut up.
1: <laughs> you guys cruising, okay. huh?
0: right. <laughs> were cruising, huh? We were cruising. Tyler, Miss Serena, thank you so much is, for joining us on our on our King podcast on this episode. I'm sure you'll be. We'll be hearing from you very soon. Possibly the next episode. Uh, <laughs> possibly. But, possibly in the next five minutes. When right, we record the next one. <laughs> as, far as, as far as this one, I think. I think this is a great little, great little. Oh yeah, going. good. Coming to roots We got into it, baby. Ooh, <laughs> we did. Uh, guys, don't forget to. Uh, like don't, don't know, know favorite, like, like us on Insta- yeah, donate, like us
1: on Instagram, <laughs> we're like be us be on getting Facebook.
0: Into, uh, we're going to be getting into like Patreon pretty soon. That, that's our next goal, is, is Patreon, uh, attending cons, getting more out into the community. YouTube. Yeah, we also want to start doing some more live stuff, so definitely, please, 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 all feedback, all <clears throat> criticisms are appreciated. If you uh, hate us, let us know, and yeah. we'll just block you we we'll maybe, we'll maybe share your review. <laughs> Tell us everything. I might come to your house and suck you. Who knows? I'll change your opinion. As long as you're playing video games. Right? <laughs> he, <laughs> he
1: did say he was going to suck somebody at our party this weekend. So. Yeah. Well, so, in yeah. the bathroom. In, in the terrible. bathroom. I don't know. It's already in an And it does it have a big closet. Office, so. <laughs> it's already in the so, Whatever. In the if room. you want to suck, then suck away, my friend.
0: All right. Are we ready? Are we ready? That's it. Uh, so long. Farewell. Asvitas <laughs> and goodbye.
1: Okay, thanks for listening. This has been a a lot of gay stuff. A lot of gay stuff. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys.